there's another thing you might not have known about me. Um, my crew found out the other week and they were all laughing at me. But I went through a little bit of a like, phase of dressing a little bit like I was in a pop punk band. Um, and so that's going to come up on the screen. You can laugh at me a little bit because it is ridiculous. Um, is that on there? There we go. Look at that pose as well. Like, okay, no one take a photo of that. Let's move on quickly. Um, but another thing you might not know about me, I used to skate growing up. Um, and so we've got a little bit of a photo shoot I did with my brother. If that can come on the screen. There we are. Look at that. 2007, Max and Harvey looking good. Look, England cap on backwards. What is going on there, right? There we go. But that might be a few things that you didn't know about me. Um, but see, people post on like social media and stuff. Put one thing, what's one thing that, that people might not know about you? It got me thinking a little bit that there's a lot of things that we don't know about each other. In some ways, we're all a little bit like a prism. This series we're talking about is called Prism. Does anyone know what a prism is? Any clues? A shape? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D shape, yes, nice. Did anyone do it in like science, use a prism? No? Yeah, we've got, yes, okay. So a prism, let me explain it for those of you who don't know. So it's a 3D shape, but in science, they get these things like glass prisms, okay? And the way it works is if you shine a light at the prism, it breaks the light up into different colors, and suddenly you see colors that you didn't see before. It reveals new things that weren't there before. Um, and see, we can't know everything about somebody by looking at them. This is why I think we're a little bit like prisms. Even if you know a lot of people, and a lot of people know you, the reality is we still live with a feeling at times that no one really fully understands us, that there's things on the inside that people don't quite see. It feels like we either, A, don't fit in, or that no one really knows us. I was looking at some research recently, and someone did a survey of a bunch of teenagers and found out that 40% of teenagers feel lonely and disconnected from others most of the time. So that is within your group of 10 friends. That's four people who feel lonely and disconnected from the people around them most of the time. See, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if we were behind a barrier. Now, if I'm stood behind here, I know everybody's there, but it feels like there's something in between us. It feels like I'm just a little bit separated from the people around me. Like, I'm not quite understood. See, but here's the thing. There's two things that are true in that. Oh, I almost fell over. That was close. Uh, but two things that we know is true. Everyone feels a little bit like that. This isn't like a teenager thing. This is like a people thing, okay? So you can speak to your leaders. Everybody has been through times where they felt lonely. And the second thing, we are sure that we're not supposed to feel that way. We all know within us, there's something inside of us telling us that we should feel connected to other people. We shouldn't do life on our own. And see, I think we can feel a lot of this stuff in the same way about God. See, for some of us, we might have been taught that God is near, God is close, that we can be near him. For other people, we might have been taught that God is far away. We might have felt that God is far away, like he's this distant character that we can't know or be around. See, but I think that Jesus is a little bit like a prison, that there's so much more beyond the surface. We've been told stories. Some of you might have heard stories of Jesus dying and rising again, but you think to yourself, that doesn't help me when I feel lonely. That doesn't help me when I feel disconnected from people already. 
And so I think Jesus is a little bit like a prism. And there's more to the stories that we hear when we look into them a little bit deeper. So we're going to be looking at the Easter story over the next few weeks, how Jesus died and came back to life. And so let me give you a bit of background before we get into that. Um, Jesus was born in ancient Israel. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you, except that this place was super religious, okay? That there was a lot of religious people in that time, and that the center of the community was the temple. Uh, It was like the core to their life. And see, the thing about the temple as well, that only certain people could go a certain distance inside the temple. They had rules that non-Jews couldn't go in the temple at all. They had rules that you could go in, but only a certain distance. They also had a curtain in the middle that separated off this section of the temple called the Holy of Holies, right? And this kind of represented the presence of God in the temple. It represented that there was a distance between God and man. And once a year, the highest priest was allowed inside this curtain um, and not any other time of the year. There was a lot of separation in this time that Jesus was around. It wasn't just a feeling like we've been talking about the separation we feel between us and other people. This was a physical reality for a lot of these people. And so I want to read a little bit of the Bible to you guys um, and what it says about when Jesus died, and jump straight into the story. In Matthew 27, it says this. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they were offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots and sitting down. They kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. See, crucifixion at this time, it was like one of the worst ways to die. It was not only like humiliating, but it was painful. It was like torture. People were there for hours. And it wasn't just used as like a way to execute someone. It was used as a deterrent for the people around. So it was a very public thing. And so Jesus was put on display, dying on display, falsely accused of something that he didn't do and died on a cross. And see, but the story doesn't end there. It carries on and it says this. When Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And check this out. And in that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top the bottom. See, that same curtain, the same curtain that was separating people from God, the same curtain that was there to represent how people were not allowed to be close to God, the same curtain that separated people, it was a barrier to people. See, what Jesus did is he cut it in half. He tore it forever. Why? Because he was representing that there was to be no barriers between God and man. He was representing that we could know God today, that God isn't a distant God, but that we can get to know him. You might feel distant from other people today, but God is close. You might feel like no one knows you, but I believe that God does. You might feel like you need to be good enough to know God. You don't. Nothing you can do or that you don't do will mean that you can't have access to God. God loves you and you can know him. If you remember one thing from my talk tonight, I want you to remember this. You can be close to God. You can be close to God. You may feel distant from other people, but you can be close to God. And maybe you've never considered this. Maybe uh, you've experienced God as distant or you've heard of God as distant. I want you to reconsider 
So you can be confident today that because of what Jesus did, we can know God in a personal way. And maybe if you're a Christian here today, we need to get better at telling other people that they can be close to God too. See, if you believe in what Jesus did, if you believe that Jesus died for you and he ruined that barrier that separated us from God, then it's something to tell other people about. See, we are wired to be longing for community, but we're also wired to be in relationships that, that grow us and that are uh, are close, and we can be close to God. See, when feelings tell you that others don't get you, this can be a reminder that through Jesus, God has made a way for you to be close to him and not on your own.